It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. college football fans and welcome to the primetime podcast my name is ricky widmer and as always i'm joined by the one the only young underscore swanson brandon swanson hey 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 and brandon we are here today and i feel like because we're talking so much football i have to throw this is our bowl preview by the way in case you guys couldn't see by the title but before we get into the i say this on all of them the meat and potatoes of this podcast i feel like we got to throw out just a little bit of basketball not really long just that uh my my prediction is coming true in the final four prediction texas is going to start making the run they beat north carolina on a buzzer beater this is where they make the run they go to the final four it's going to happen well, I got to tell you, that was one hell of a game that Texas <laughs> played against North Carolina. I wasn't able to see the whole thing, but I was able to see the end of the game, probably the last uh, probably six minutes or that's so. That's your team. That's your team. And uh, yeah, North Carolina, they, they're a good team. They're going to be a good team. Uh, Texas is good. Texas is well, very good. Well, now they're good with Shaka Smart. Yeah, they are. And we are going to definitely... But we knew that. We knew that. We're definitely going to be talking more about Shaka Smart as the season goes on, as we switch from football to basketball. But this is... We've got one of the few football podcasts we have left. We've got to cherish this season because it's almost over. And Brandon, we're going to be talking bowl games today. Not all of them, because let's be honest. Does Brandon want to talk about the Cure Bowl between... San Jose State, who's five and seven, and Georgia State, who's six and six, or the Arizona Bowl, Nevada six and six, Colorado State a seven and five team. I know you don't want to talk about those. We're going to talk about the good ones, though. Well, folks, I got to tell you, you know, Ricky throws me under the bus and says because I don't <laughs> want to talk about them. Do you want to listen to what we have to even say about a five and seven team going up a six and six team? If you do, please comment down below. And let me know. But if you're with me saying, Brandon, thank you for saving us the waste of time, say thank you. Well, I think that before we get into any games, I think we got to talk about that. Because we have, if we go through all the bowl games, we have like three or four teams that are five and seven. But because we didn't have enough six-win teams, they got into bowl games. I just don't. You know, I don't want to sound like I'm really hating on the 5-7 and seven team, but that's just, that's not the game I'm going to watch. It's not the game I'm interested in. Maybe their their team is probably interested in them watching uh, watching that bowl game. But I am not. I don't want to see it. I don't really care to see it. But that doesn't mean that there's not a place for it. There's only I mean, one, they won five games. There's only one 5-7, and seven, a game featuring a 5-7 and seven team that I'm going to watch. And that is going to be the Foster Farm Bowl because that's going to have UCLA versus Nebraska. And only because those are two teams, those are two names that I go, ooh, UCLA and Nebraska, sure. I'll watch that, especially because of how good UCLA had been earlier this season. But the big games are obviously those when we look at the Holiday Bowl. You got the Trojans and the Badgers. You got the Wildcats going up against the Volunteers. You've got the like I Pac-12, Big Ten, Big Ten SEC, the Michigan Florida matchup, which is Big Ten SEC again. Oregon TCU. Those are the games I'm going to watch. And to me, out of the ones I mentioned, let's start with that Holiday Bowl. You've got the Trojans of Southern Cal going up against the Badgers of Wisconsin. Two teams that I know when we did our Big Ten preview, both of us thought, oh, well, we didn't think Iowa was going to be Iowa, but 
we thought, hey, the Badgers are going to be playing in that Big Ten title game against two. And then on the other side, I thought the Trojans were going to be a national champion this year. We didn't hear much about Wisconsin at all this season. No. You know when we heard about Wisconsin? When they lost to Alabama. Absolutely. That was really the only time. Or when they lost to Iowa because it was like a 10-6 to game. But Wisconsin was not the team that we thought that they would be this year. And on the other side, USC, they had a lot of problems. They were just riddled with problems all season long. Cody Kessler, though, he was a bright spot for them. I think that this will probably be a really intriguing it's a re- really intriguing matchup on paper. I think it'll probably be a pretty good game to watch. I, at the end of the day, I, I think that uh, I think we're going to see our, our Trojans from Southern Cal get the win, though, over Wisconsin. That's just too much firepower on the side of USC. Well, and I mean, with that firepower, it's kind of like if and this link is in the description in case you got guys like, well, Ricky, where are you pulling this information from? CBS Sports came out with an article where they ranked all 40 bowl games. And when they gave their little snippet on the Holiday Bowl, they even said, they're like, USC's a better team than their record suggests. I mean, you look at Cody Kessler, you look at the wide receivers they've got, you look at that team, and you just look at it and go, wow, how did you not get into the college football playoff? Let's be honest. They kind of limped themselves from a five-loss season into the Pac-12 title game. I mean, that was also because Oregon kind of fell off the map this year. You had Utah come out strong, but when they got to conference play, they couldn't really get anything going. And the only reason USC didn't win the Pac-12 title was because the Stanford Cardinal was their kryptonite beat them twice this season. Probably one of the main reasons, and I know this is a little stat correction from last week when we talked Heisman. Christian McCaffrey broke Barry Sanders' college record, but still, the only thing that put McCaffrey on the map was his two games against the Trojans. However, this Wisconsin, it's like, where have you been I'm going to pick the Trojans to win this one right now. However, when we get closer to this game, it may be interesting to see if I sway over to the Big Ten because I want the Big Ten to do well, maybe except Northwestern. I'll probably be the biggest Tennessee Vol fan that you can find. But another game that intrigues me is that Alamo Bowl. I mean, we're moving Pac-12 to Pac-12, but... I mentioned Oregon. They kind of fell off playing a team in TCU that, yet again, Ricky had in his college football playoff at the beginning of the year. Ricky, you can't you can't say that. You can't say that, well, today it's going to be USC, and you know what? In a week from now, it might be Nebraska. Here's the deal. With me, any pick I make at this point in time is kind of a— a kind of, and you meant Wisconsin. I know what you meant. I, I, I said Nebraska. You said I don't Nebraska. Know. We, were we talking about Nebraska we were. At another time? We were yeah, talking about why. Nebraska playing um, UCLA. But for me, until I finalize my bowl mania, which you can check the link down below in the description if you want to challenge me and Brandon at ESPN's bowl mania, until I make those picks and it's finalized when it locks on December 19th, I, you know me, Brandon, until those picks lock. I change my mind a million times, Such especially on those close ones. Bitch. I change my mind a million times. Oh, my gosh. You just, can't, when you just can't go with one thing and stick with it. No. As, like, as we have called him before, I don't know if on this podcast. It's fantasy football. He is so I'm a tinkerer. flavor I'm a, of the week kind of guy. I'm a tinkerer. One former MVP podcaster here, Dave Oster in fantasy football, calls me a tinkerer. Because it'll be Sunday morning at 3 o'clock a.m. And I'll be scrolling through my lineup going, I don't don't like this guy. And I'll switch him. I'll tell you what, though. But that's not bad. That's not bad. You can be a tinker, but flavor of the week. But I'm I'm saying with game picks, I'm very tinkery, too. And we'll get into this when we get to March Madness. I will, the night the brackets come out, go, okay, that's my bracket. Then two days later, before they lock, I look at, I'll look at it a few more times. Going, am I sure about that matchup? I'm the same way. 
with these bowl games. But Oregon TCU, that's the one I threw out. Like I said, Oregon kind of fell off from what they were last year. TCU, I thought they'd be a playoff team. TCU, we all thought that they were going to be really good at the beginning of the season. Oregon, I too, mean, though. 10-2, and two, you're still pretty good. Yeah, but I, we thought they were going to be up there to be able to compete for oh, yeah. a playoff spot, like a, a, a top one through five. Mm-hmm. And that just didn't happen. Um, they had some injuries towards the end of the season, and they just didn't. They didn't. They, they did not play as well as Oklahoma did. They didn't. They they didn't. They couldn't. Um, they they couldn't get enough firepower going. I don't think for for themselves in well, Oregon. How many of us, me being one included, thought Boykin was going to be Heisman level this year? We said it at the beginning. We said it at the very beginning mm-hmm. that we believed he would be the the number yep. one. For for Heisman, I'm very very happy with how it ended up, though. Well, yeah, because you're roll tied. On the other side for Oregon, nine and three. You know, I'll, I'll tell you what though, that is not so bad for going from where they were last year to this year. That's it, there's not a lot of drop off mm-hmm. from last year to this year. They weren't where they wanted to be. They still ended a ranked team. Oregon's got got places to go. And I and I feel like this game, this one game, this bowl game, the Alamo Bowl, this is going to be a fun. Like if you're besides the New Year's Six, because I feel like most of the New Year's Six bowls, you're going to watch a New Year's Six bowl. It's got the the hype around it of being an NY Six. But this game, although it's not a New Year's Six and it's, you know, January 2nd after the New Year's games are done. And I just look at these teams and I think, okay. TCU, on offense, you got that spread that we talked about all year in the Big 12 being one of the reasons why the Big 12 wasn't in the playoff discussion early on. Well, Oklahoma proved us wrong, but you got that going up against the, I'm going to say the Oregon way, the way of Chip Kelly, the way of now that you just, it seems like whatever coach takes over, boom, that's the offense we run. That's the way we go. And, I mean, yes, has Vernon Adams not been Marcus Mariota? Eh, yeah. But did we expect him to be Marcus Mariota? Maybe a little bit. Maybe we put the pedal still too high on Vernon Adams. But this is going to be a fun game, only because of the offensive systems we get to watch. And I would not be surprised if this is like a 52-48 to game where everyone's scoring all over the place just because of the offenses. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with you there. I think that that's what we're probably going to see. We're going to see a high-scoring game in this one. It would be. It would be very fitting. I, and I agree with you. Both of these offenses they bring a lot to the table on the other side for defense. At the at, at this point, if you're not one of the the playoff teams, you just want to score points. Yeah, that's who, all. You I want mean, to who do. really cares? You I mean, you wanna, just want to score freaking points. You just want to win the game and score a lot of points. You know what team I actually feel sorry for out of all these bowl games? Temple. Because you're a team where you were basically out of a New Year's Six Bowl by one game. You beat Houston, and you're playing Florida State in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. However, you lose that game. But you game. get to play in the Chick-fil-A Bowl Bec- and, 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 because and for, you won the group of five. I know, but, but, I'm I'm, but I'm saying for that, you probably get free Chick-fil-A, so they better not yeah. bitch about it. But they lose that game to Houston that makes them no longer, they, they didn't win their conference title. And I feel so bad because they are a top 25 team that has to play in the Boca Raton Bowl on December 22nd against who? Toledo. Yeah, I know Toledo went 9-2. and two, but Toledo's one of those teams where you call me flavor of the weeky. Well, they were a big flavor of the week. They were really good early when they were undefeated. It's like, oh, oh are they a group of five team that's going to make a push? No. They lost two games. They fell off the map. And now if you're te- if I'm Temple, I'm going great. Great. Why couldn't you put me up against one of those bigger teams from the Power Five? It's like, come on. I'm a ranked team here. I'm a top 25 team. Give me some respect. That's what I'd be saying if I were the Owls. Brandon's got nothing. Brandon I, don't like the group of five. 
Uh, no, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know what you want me to say. I, well, do you agree with me? Do you feel like Temple, because I'm saying because they are ranked, should have gotten by the select bowl selection committee? And I know that there's a ton of rules that go into bowl selection. Like I, I was looking in for some of the New Year Six stuff because we had to come up with based on our last rankings what would our New Year Six be? And there's like a group a list of like well after this bowl gets its pick this bowl gets the next te- like the first dibs on this highest team in this conference and maybe that's why this happened, but do you think I have, like, are the facts there to say, yes, Temple is a ranked team, they should be playing someone a little bit better than Toledo in a bowl game? Yeah, uh, sure. As Brandon just goes, Ricky, it's a group of five, can we talk about a power five game? Not necessarily, (laughs) I mean, I just, I'll, I'll be honest, I mean, most of these bowls... Unless it's a team that I've been watching this year, following this year, I don't care. I'm not going to have time to watch all these things. How about Notre Dame-Ohio State? Yeah, I'm going to watch that. What do you think about it, though? I think it's a great matchup. Does Notre Dame do what they usually do in bowl games and just get blown out of the water? Especially against an Ohio State team that it was like, what, one loss to Michigan State? Away from being in the playoff? I don't know about that. I'm interested to see it. I mean, because we all know what happened against Notre Dame a couple of years back against Alabama. It mm-hmm. was bad. It was bad. Like, funny bad. But I think that, no, I'd love to see Notre Dame go up against Ohio State. I, I am very excited for this matchup because of how these two teams were this year. Both of these teams were on the cusp of po- possibly being able to get into the playoff. Neither team did. I'm excited and interested to see what happens. And this and, and is Ricky, also going just to, to let be... you know. Go no, hold on. No, going back to your your comments on Temple. Okay. I really didn't listen to most of them, but because <laughs> well, it's group of five, group of five, Brandon tones out. Uh, but th- I mean, that's not just <laughs> it. Just because I mean, that doesn't to me. That's not a matchup that's like really intriguing. Oh, Temple Toledo. No, like, I know. Like I'm not getting a I'm boner saying. over them. That's what I'm so, saying. So, but but Toledo the, should be in one of those better matchups. Even like I would say a Toledo Northwestern. Give them one of those lower power five. Well, maybe not Northwestern because they're ranked as well. But maybe like a Temple LSU or a Temple Texas A and M or a Mississippi State, a Georgia, a even. Uh, I mean, you can't put Temple Navy. They've already played the season. Or like a Miami, a Cal. Give them a lower power five to go up against because they played well enough in their conference to deserve a ranking at the end of the end of the year. That's what I'm saying. What do you think Toledo says? Nine and two? They may think the same thing. Yeah, but they're not. To me, it's all about that ranking as well. And plus Toledo wasn't in the running for the MAC. The MAC championship was between Bowling Green and Northern Illinois. Toledo wasn't in their conference championship. Temple was one win, arguably one win away from being in a New Year's Six Bowl. I mean, yeah, Toledo, you're nine and one, but there's no way you were going to beat Houston or Temple to get into that New Year's Six because of the best group of five team gets a New Year's Six Bowl. That's all I was saying with that one. But the one thing I was going to say about that Fiesta Bowl, last, the, the last game we will see Zeke in a Buckeye uniform. Does he go off in his last game for the Buckeyes? Uh, against this Notre Dame defense, been a little uh, banged up as of late. Uh, in the, well, the last couple of weeks. Uh, towards the end, they were they were getting banged up. I, I think we may see Ezekiel Elliott uh, run, have his way against Notre Dame's defense. But I, I think we're going to see a big game out of Will Fuller, too, for Notre Dame. Well, in Notre Dame, it's all about Deshaun Kaiser. How are you going to end the season with what you started? And one thing I want to throw out earlier this month, I just threw out a tweet. I was like... They were talking about the Fiesta Bowl, and I looked at it, and I went, you know, something tells me Ohio State is going to destroy Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. 
And I said, am I wrong? And I got a tweet back from, it's a parody account, but the account was called Arrogant Urban Meyer. Obviously, one of those accounts where you're parodying Urban Urban Meyer and you're kind of arrogant about it. Tweeted back at me and said, destroy doesn't fully capture the essence of what I'll do to them. Annihilate from existence is more accurate. So to me, I take that like Buckeye Nation's cocky about this game, Brandon. Buckeye Nation is cocky. What do you think that you would have done if you would have tweeted it, you know, out and said it in the other on the other way? I bet you would have gotten um, not not Brian Kelly, you know, and they would have said the same thing on the other side. Maybe it's because I'm not an Irish fan, but I if I was an Irish fan, I wouldn't be confident about this game only because. Because Ohio, Ohio State, because State, oh, Ohio well, State's look great well, all year. One, Ohio State is amazing this year, and two. Wait, wait, wait. Excuse me. And two. No, 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 no. Excuse me, because you you were on their bandwagon all year long, weren't you? Oh no, wait, no, you weren't. That's right. So what the fuck are you doing now, saying that they were great all year round? End Eat of the those year. words, motherfucker. End of the year. Okay, the NIU game was about the only game where. They didn't show up. Should have lost that game, but hey, it bit them in the butt when they lost to the Spartans. Th- what I'm trying to say is they're a team that can walk, has the potential to walk into any game and blow you out. Was it like that earlier in the year? Maybe against Virginia Tech, not so much against NIU, but the bigger thing, and my second point is the bigger one, the Irish have just shit the bed in bowl games in recent years. And I only know this because one of our mutual friends is Dave Wahlberg, huge Irish fan. And I remember after every single bowl game for the Irish, don't be around Dave because he ain't going to be a happy camper. Plus, he was drinking at the time and probably got a little rageful at his TV. And it's a miracle that the bottle didn't go through the TV during that game. But there's just something about this game that I just look at it and go, the Buckeyes are going to be... And they're going to bring that extra mustard, and I don't know if Notre Dame is going to be able to keep up with it. But, hey, I may be wrong. Don't count out the Irish, man. Don't count them out. What about North Carolina Baylor, the team that got screwed from being in the playoff? No, I don't. I, I don't. I, I, you know. Okay, I, I, okay. I think, got screwed from having the chance to be in the playoff. Okay, How do you that's, like that? That's a better choice of words. Um, I, I think no— uh, can you tell I'm still, I'm, still still on, I'm still on Notre Dame. Can you tell I'm still a little salty about that? No, I could barely okay. even tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, North Carolina wins that game. Big? Does Baylor even stand a chance in that? I mean, yeah, Baylor stands a chance. Um, Baylor, Baylor, because Baylor lost to Texas to end the season. Yeah, uh, yeah, North Carolina is going to win. <laughs> hey, man, this this Texas thing. This whole school, man, they beat Baylor at the end of the season in football. They knock off a top team in the Tar Heels in basketball. Well, Things see, are looking well, up see, in Austin. You know, well, you know what happened, though, right? Shaka Smart went to the, the Texas football <laughs> team and said, don't you guys worry. Every Texas fan's going to forget about football in a few weeks here. Or did Matthew McConaughey stop by and give, uh, give the Longhorns a little talking to like he has in the past? I don't know if Matthew McConaughey could save him. <laughs> well, you know what they say about the Baylor Bears. I keep getting older. They stay the same age. No, you don't like that Matthew McConaughey reference? Brandon's giving me the dirtiest look right now. I don't know if it's a dirty look, more of a confused look. I just wanted to throw out a Matthew McConaughey reference. Let me know down in the comment how that reference made no sense and that Ricky just wanted to throw out one of Matthew McConaughey's most popular lines, but... Now, to me, I feel like this game, Tar Heels and the Bears, both teams want to forget their last game. The Tar Heels want to forget the game because they, I feel like that blue, Big Blue Nation, or that's Kentucky, Tar Heel Nation, wants to forget that game because they believe inside we should have won. We should have won that game. Now, us on the outside as media... Should they have won that game? Not necessarily. They still had to go down and score after getting the ball back. But they did have a good chance to win that game. Whereas Baylor is sitting there going, wow, people like Brandon are 
just making us like a laughing stock because we lost to Texas. And should they? Yes, they lost to Texas. Let's be honest. And with the brawl we saw in that game, Art Bryles wants to put that game behind him and the season on a positive note. And I know you're sitting there going, but Ricky, every team wants to end their season on a positive note. For these two teams, it's a little bit more personal because of their last game. I got I got to agree with Brandon, though. I'm leaning on the side of the Tar Heels just because of the weapons. If you can hang with the number one team, well, I'm going to use air quotes, number one team in air quotes in the country because, let's be honest, based on talent, the Crimson Tide are really the number one team in this country. But if you could hang with the number one undefeated team, I'll say that, in the country, you're going to have your way with Baylor. There's no doubt about it. And now North Carolina, they, they're they getting their head football coach. They get him signed for seven more years. Mm-hmm. They're a happy, they're, you know, they're a happy coach squad. Coach Fedora is they're, here to they're, stay. They're a happy squad right now. Things are looking up for them. Mm-hmm. They didn't get uh, to where they wanted to this year, but they played very, very well. This is this is not what they want to be playing in. You know, the, some of their guys, they may not even want to play playing. Because yeah. of the fact that I, we don't we don't get there we don't who who cares we got to a ball who get mm-hmm. who cares, but they still got there they still had a good season, you know. It's easy for us to say oh just put it out of mind. You can't. I mean come on you can't do that. Oh, but both teams are going to bring that next game into this last bowl game. Yeah, so I think I think we'll we'll be in for a pretty good game there. But I'm still saying uh, NC. And, I mean, talk about a team that wants to forget their last game. How about the matchup of number 19, Florida, against number 14, Michigan? I didn't expect Jim Harbaugh to be this good with Michigan so soon. I'll be honest. Well, I told you earlier this year, I said that there was no way that Harbaugh was going to be this successful. I said he'd maybe win six games. Mm -hmm. Boy, was I wrong. That's what both of us said. Like, six games at the most. Like, that was, to us, six games was a great season. For Michigan, but I think this really showed for the the Wolverine Nation in Ann Arbor. Like, hey, yeah, well, dude, we we've got a talented team. Brady Hoke just couldn't bring that talent. I was out just going to say, you know what I think it was is, is it, it was exactly that. Is I think that we thought that Michigan was actually talent wise worse than what they were, and you just needed the right person to foster that mm-hmm. talent to to really grow them. And that's exactly what Jim Harbaugh did. Dude, he knows how to coach, man. And he does. He, he does. Just knows he, how to he coach. He not only knows how to coach, he, he gets everything, you know, that's associated with that. He gets his players. He gets the respect from them. He knows how to coach. He knows scheme. He knows things like that. And it 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 was working in the NFL, and then the 49ers screwed him over, and it's still working in college. I'm going to say this. I mean, Jim Harbaugh is a coach that can he can he coach on all levels? Of course, but to me, I think he's a better college, he's a college coach. guy. He's a better college coach than he is an NFL guy because when you think about it, one of the things that, and I mean, no one really talks about this, but think about Alex Smith to Colin Kaepernick. Why do you think Harbaugh went with a guy like Cap to Alex Smith? One of the reasons might have been hey, Cap is a younger guy. I can work with a younger guy better. I can treat him more of that college kid type of thing. Because and I think it's more because, too, Colin Kaepernick was a he's a college-style yep. quarterback. Right out of the pistol in Nevada. Right out of that pistol. But, I mean, looking at this game, I mean, you have Michigan, who was one of the big teams in the Big Ten Beast. That's what I call the East, if you're new to the podcast. And now they get to go up against a Florida team that— I mean, they're the same way. We we barely even talked about Florida in our SEC preview. Our SEC preview was Alabama. We talked about Georgia. We talked about Mississippi State. Can they carry over with what they did last year? We didn't really mention Florida that much. And I feel like we we had that coming in because did we expect them to do great things year one after Will Muschamp leaving, and this is a Florida team that was able to kind of shock us a little bit. Now, did the problems with Georgia help out with that? You bet your ass it did. 
However, this Florida team took every opportunity that it was given. And yes, I know they got demolished against Florida State. You lost the battle for Florida. You also lost the battle for the SEC by letting the Alabama Crimson Tide just roll all over you. But hey, that's usually what the Crimson Tide do unless you're the Old Miss Rebels this year. And now you've got one game to redeem your season. However, it's Jim Harbaugh and those Michigan Wolverines staring at you at the other end. This is going to be a tough game, man. This is going to be like hard-nosed football type stuff. I'm wondering, though, is if Michigan from the Big Ten would be able to put up points that I know Florida can score when they can play well. See, to me, I'm not even... To me, with Florida, I'm not focusing on their offense. I'm focusing on their defense. I'm focusing on one player on defense. And maybe it's because for our side of it, Brandon, I mean, the let's be honest, the college season after these bowl games are over are done. So for me and you, when it comes to football, we're getting closer and closer to the draft. Me and Mark on the onside kick side of it still got a couple weeks. Then we got the playoffs. That kind of drags on. Me and Mark won't be in draft mode until, what, I want to say February? Whereas me and you on the college side, we're, we're leaning over. We're getting that head start like, ooh, can we can, can we get some big boards? Can we get some we're mock start, We're starting to sit down with uh, Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper. I know. They're coming in actually in a couple of weeks, yeah. Here's the guy I'm looking at, Vernon Hargraves. Yep, Hargraves. Third. I'm looking at him and saying, hey, man, if you want to make a – a big-time impression in your last college game, shut down Jake Rudock. Shut him down. Intercept him a couple times. Make him look like your B, to put it politely. Make him just, you know what? I own you. That's what you need to do. And can he do it? Yes. Now does the offense have to help and score some points? Like you said exactly, like I know they can, to quote you. Yeah. But Vernon Hargraves needs to, he's got to be like what, to Jake Rudock, he needs to be what Darrell Revis is to most quarterbacks when he was in his prime. It's just got to be shut down. Don't even think about this side of the field because, Jake, I'm right here. That's what Hargraves needs to be. You know, a lot of people are looking at Hargraves and they're saying that he is the next big, uh, you know, shutdown corner, could be the next big shutdown corner in the NFL. So I think that it would be in his, obviously in his favor to have one stellar, just closeout game against Michigan in the Citrus Bowl. Well, and the one team that I know that it was a while back, but when I did my midseason mock draft in the NFL, where did I have Hardgraves going? Top 10 pick, maybe even a top five, I want to say. Baltimore Ravens, a team that has been known for getting those shut-down defensive backs in the past. Maybe uh, they could use him as their offensive coordinator, too. Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to bring up a game that's not a New Year's Six ball that maybe maybe it doesn't excite people like it excites me, but the pinstripe ball. The bowl game that, if you're like, Ricky, what's the pinstripe ball? That's the game that they play at Yankee Stadium. Indiana versus Duke. Because, A, you've got a team in Indiana, Big Ten team. Of course, Ricky's going to watch it, right? But Indiana's a team, 6-6. Six and six. They should be better than they are. They had, like, what, three or four games where they should have won and lost it in the end, Michigan being one of those games. And then you've got Duke. Where and Ohio State being one of those games. Duke, Ohio State was one of them. Duke's that team were really, they, they're 7-5 and five with an asterisk because they should have beat Miami. They should be 8-4, and four, let's be honest. But this is a game, two teams of Duke we thought was going to be better than they were. Indiana were in games, probably their record should be better than they are. This has the potential to be a good game. Two teams that are like, hey, I can just lay it all out there. Everything else that happened this season doesn't matter anymore because this is the last game to play. You know, I, I actually think that uh, Indiana's going to win this one. They, they've they been sneaky. 
They've been sneaky a they, lot of times this year. They've been but a they, grinder. But they've really never been able to, to really pull through in the games against the big teams, you know, like the Ohio States. But I think... I think on December 26th, they will be able to pull through. I think they will beat Duke. And, uh, you know, at least at the end of the season, they'll get a little slice of the pie that everyone else is eating at the top. And let's be honest. It's funny how all six of their win, or their losses, they started the season 4-0. But, I mean, come on. When you play Southern Illinois, Florida Atlantic, Western Kentucky, kind of your toughest non-conference game, and Wake Forest— you should at least go three and three and one in those games, but they go four and zero. Then their next six, they lose. Their next six, Ohio State, they should have won that game. Thirty four twenty seven was the final. The next close one, Rutgers, they lose that one fifty five to fifty two in a slugfest. Then I mean, you have Iowa, they only lose thirty five twenty seven, so an eight point deficit there. And then Michigan, they lose on the final play in overtime, 48-41. to 41. And if you take, I'm going to say even, let's just say two of those, and you're an eight-win team, take all of them, and they're a 10-win team. I mean, yeah, it's easy to say, but Ricky, woulda, coulda, shoulda, whatever. It didn't matter. They lost. This is a team that, like I said, has been a grinder this year. And I know it's not a New Year's Six Bowl I know it's not one of those big-time bowls. I know it's not the college football playoff bowl. But there's just something about that game, Indiana and Duke, that's like, wow, I'm going to watch that one. Another one that I'm watching for one player and one player alone is the Texas Bowl for Leonard Fournette. Can you light the, can you light the Red Raiders up of Texas Tech? Can you make Ryan Gosling on the sideline look like a fool? And by Ryan Gosling, I mean Kiff, the head coach of uh, Texas Tech. He looks like Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Leonard Fournette's been doing that to pretty much everyone this season. Except so. Alabama. Well, except Alabama. He's still got a touchdown. Uh, except everyone after Alabama. All right, you know what? Screw it. You know. <laughs> Can he get back to form? That's what I'm saying. I want to see the Leonard Fournette. That I saw. Yeah, he's had some time off now. Before I, mean, I, I gave him the kiss of death. I kiss of death him. I did. Because remember. This one's for the Mad Hatter. We talked about. <laughs> I feel like I kiss, Like maybe it's me putting too much pressure on myself. I feel like I jinxed him. Because going into that Alabama yeah, game. Because you're that wait, special. Wait, going into that Alabama game. we I, oh, I can't even remember what the podcast was. But we talked about Leonard Fournette. And I was like, this guy's winning the Heisman. Crown him right now. And then he falls off the face of the earth. Where I immediately, like at the end of the season, I'm thinking, did I kiss a death this guy? Did I, is, is it my fault? I mean, I already had to say sorry to the Trojan fans and sorry to Colt and Cowboy fans. Do I have to say sorry to Le- Leonard Fournette fans too? Do I? No, Ricky, because you're not that important. But um, <laughs> Thanks for making me feel good, Brandon. You're welcome. But uh, I thought that maybe that would take some pressure off of you. But here's the thing is that uh, Leonard Fournette at the time, we, we thought he was going to run away with the Heisman. Mid-season because we, prediction we didn't see uh, We didn't see Derrick Henry coming on as much. You did. But uh, then it was after that that Henry was just tearing it up each and mm-hmm. every week. Uh, you know that was that was just kind of his mo he, every, every week he was he was tearing up somebody that's exactly what he was doing before we get to because we're getting right now we're almost at the 38 and a half mark before we go through the rest of the new year sixes that we have not hit is there any bowl that you want to talk about brandon any one that you're like man this one is for me out of all 40, this is the one to watch. Well, I wouldn't say that for me out of all 40, this is the one to watch, but how about this? How about this one that I think could be a little interesting? Auburn versus Memphis. Auburn for the fact of Auburn was supposed to be so much better this year. And they so were much and they better. weren't that much better. And they weren't good. They weren't that much better. They weren't good. 
six and six. Whereas Memphis, we made a podcast of should an undefeated Memphis make the playoff. And with Memphis, that no team like Memphis is ever on my radar. To be radar, yeah. Your Raider, my uh, I didn't. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's the <laughs> South you, in me. Hey, you're you're all about those Oakland Raiders that you picked to win this past weekend. Yeah, just want to let you know, <laughs> I'm all on top of it. I also picked the uh, Texans, though. Um, <laughs> but Memphis was never on my radar, not at all. And a team like like Memphis, I'll be honest with you, probably never will be on my radar to begin the season. Well, but with them ending at nine and three, I'm really interested to see my SEC. Against the nobodies. Well, and their coach is not even going to be there next year. No. He's going to go uh, play for my Hokies, my second team. Your Hokadokes? My Hokadokes up in uh, in Blacksburg. But we've got some New Year's Sixes that we have not talked about yet. So the ones that we've already hit were we had the, the Peach Bowl we kind of men- mentioned, but that's the Houston-Florida State one. That one I think is going to be interesting because, okay, Houston, what can you do against the Power 5 team? Especially, and then on the other side, Florida State, prove to us that you can have a great season. I mean, 10-2, and two, they've been the one team that, yes, you're 10-2, and two, but you haven't been that impressive because we've been saying, well, you know what? <laughs> they need Jameis Winston to win. Jimbo needs Fisher to win, or Jimbo needs a great quarterback to win. Can you salvage the season by beating a one-loss Houston team? That's the way I see the Peach Bowl going. And it's the way I see the Peach Bowl going. Houston's going to get the win. You think so? Yeah, I is do. Is it a blowout, or is it a close no, game? No, it's going to be a close game. Florida State just has not, did not impress me a whole lot this season. Uh, that whole move with Everett Golson didn't mo- work out like they wanted it to. Florida State ten and two, it's still really good, but I think Houston gets the win in this one close game. So okay. We mentioned the Fiesta Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Oklahoma State, Old Miss. Old Miss a team that I know that because they and this is how it worked, because although Florida was the runner up in the SEC, Old Miss was ranked higher in the final playoff rankings, so they automatically went to the Sugar Bowl and then the Citrus Bowl grabbed the highest remaining SEC team. That's why Florida was there. But the Cowboys and Old Miss, I think the Cowboys are going to win this one. I mean, Old Miss, to me, besides beating Alabama, there's nothing to me that impressive about their season. Oklahoma State is too much firepower. Uh, Old Miss, Kelly's been good. That's the name of their quarterback, right? Last name, Kelly, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, I want to say he's related to Jim Kelly. Bills quarterback, yeah, like a nephew or something. Not sure, but uh, Oklahoma State. He uh, he Oklahoma State. They they played a pretty good season. Not enough to warrant. <laughs> pretty good, probably like maybe what two games away from making the playoff. They don't lose to Baylor. They don't lose to Oklahoma. They're in the playoff. If they played a really good season, they would have been in the playoff. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know? Close, yeah. close. Cl- I'd say it's a good season at yeah. ten and two. Back up. <laughs> And uh, Ole Miss, you know, at one point, didn't we say that they could be a number one team early in the season? I don't say, I don't think number one. I think we were, we were riding them kind of high after they beat Alabama. Could they be a number one? And I feel like it was you that said, you know what, pump the brakes on Ole Miss for a second. Just pump the brakes on them. I think I was all high on them because you know me, I'm flavor of the wiki. Uh Uh-huh. And then the last one, because you may be saying, but Ricky, you got three more. One more we got to talk about is the Rose Bowl. We're leaving the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl for two weeks. We're going to talk about those when it gets closer. We're going to leave those for that podcast because, hey, let's be honest. If we talk about them now, we'll go for another hour and then we won't have anything to talk about in two weeks when we finally get to the game. But the last bowl game we're talking about today, to me, besides the playoff games, this is the best one that is not a playoff matchup. Stanford, your winners of the Pac-12 against Iowa, your runners-up in the Big Ten. This is going to be a great game. You On one side, you have the guy who... 
many thought many more than I would have guessed that are saying, oh, he should have won the Heisman in McCaffrey. Then on the other side, you have an Iowa team where some have said, and I disagree with you, Colin Cowherd, that Iowa used a fake ID this year and they weren't as good as the record says. This is the game that it doesn't really disprove those things. Like if Stanford wins, it doesn't prove that McCaffrey should have won the Heisman. But this is the case for, you know what? Did Iowa use a fake ID? Are they a good team? If I feel like if Iowa beats Stanford, boom, they were a good team this year, even with one loss. They were a good team. You can't put it against them. That's what I think. Well, this is just going to be a good game because it's the Rose Bowl. I mean, that is... The granddaddy of them all. It is. You know, it's... This is the game that people will want to watch. I think strictly because it's the Rose Bowl. They could care less, like, who's in it. Will it live up to last year's Rose Bowl between Oregon and Florida State? I mean, I know the Rose Bowl was a playoff matchup last year, but that Oregon-Florida State game, maybe it was a good game for me because I wanted Oregon to just blow them out, but will it live up to that? Or, I, or will it lose I don't know. it I because think, it's not a playoff I, I, game? Well, why is it not a playoff game? The Rose Bowl? Because they have the New Year's Sixes rotate. They rotate for To playoffs. be quite honest with you, I would have the final game. The, Be not the, the Rose Bowl fu- every yeah, year. I would. I really would. No, the way they have it is the six, um, the six New Year's, um, New Year's Day Bowl or the New Year's Six Bowls. They rotate between the semifinals each year. So, like next year, we'll have two of the the ones that haven't had it yet are going to be at a camera. I think it's like the Sugar Bowl and the Peach Bowl are our semifinals, and then we have the national championship wherever it is, and they just rotate. Yeah, I don't really like that, um, but. Uh... Iowa-Stanford, you know, this is a tough one because Iowa was good this year. Iowa was really good this year, very dominant, 12-0, and and then they, they lose to Michigan State. Stanford, from week one, man, I thought they were just going to be garbage. I thought they were going to have such a down season. Northwestern played really well against them, shut them down. They bounce back, have actually a really good season. They beat USC two times. They... They did what they needed to do. Stanford has showed that they've got a really good offense, but then they've showed that, man, they can go to sleep quickly. Iowa, and this one I think it's going to be about defense because the Hawkeyes, how much can they score offensively? Against Michigan State, it wasn't a lot. But Iowa showed that it's had a really good defense. It can hold them down. If it's a defensive game, Iowa will win. If it's an offensive game, Stanford gets the win. That's where I'm putting it. A little bit of history for this one. Because this is a game that's been being played since the first Rose Bowl was January 1st of 1902. Stanford actually played in that game. Michigan blew them out 49 to nothing. But just a little bit of history for all the youngins out there. The last time Stanford went to the Rose Bowl was two years ago, January 1st, 2014. They lost by four points to the number four team in the country, Michigan State. The last time Iowa went to the Rose Bowl, January 1st, 1991, number 17 Iowa lost to number eight Washington, 46 to 34. So the last time these two teams have gone to the Rose Bowl, they both have lost it. However, Stanford did get a bowl game win here when they played Wisconsin. I want to say that was Andrew the Andrew Luck Rose Bowl in 2013. So Stanford's the last team out of these two to win it. However, in their last meeting, both these teams have lost the Rose Bowl. I think And I said this already. Iowa is going to get a 300-yard performance. Maybe not three touchdowns. I'm not going to go that far like I did the last time I said they were going to win, which was the Big Ten title game. But Iowa gets 
300 rushing yards in this game and wins by at least two touchdowns. I think it's going to be a two-touchdown game. I think Iowa comes out in this one ready to prove everybody wrong. It's going to be, and to me, I feel like it's going to be close all the way through, and then Iowa gets one at the end just to make it a two-score game too. So don't just think, oh, it's a two-score game. It's not close. There, I'm not going to say it will be, but I'm going to say there's a 50% chance we're looking at this one going, wow, this game was better than the two playoff semifinals. There's a chance. We'll see. Um, I don't know. I think that this will be a good game, but I think that your your one through four, those are those are going to be good games. And if you're saying, well, Ricky, we got to talk about those playoff games. No, we don't. We're saving those two for in two weeks. When we get to the week before, that's when we're going to talk about our playoff matchups. But that's going to do it for the primetime podcast this week. My special question for you guys to leave me your thoughts in the comment section. It's simple. Which bowl game are you looking most forward to? Could be anything. Could be the one that your favorite team's in. Could be a New Year's Six Bowl. Could be one, like I said, where that pinstripe bowl with Indiana and Duke, just with how those team seasons have gone this year. Let me know what bowl game you guys are looking for down in the comment section. Also, tell us about any bowl game we talked about today. What do you think? Let us know in the comment section. We will see you next week. We'll kind of have a, I, I keep calling it, we're going to call it a wild card week next week. Maybe throwing some college basketball before we get to, in two weeks, our college football playoff preview. It was great being able to talk about some football with you guys, or to you guys, I should say. You can follow me on Twitter at Ricky Widmer. Brandon, as always, is at young underscore swan 19 because he's a young, cool cat himself. Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. I want to thank you guys for listening. Go ahead, hit that like button and subscribe button. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.